I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fins Podcast Network. We're brought to you by... Yak Gadget. For all your kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the 153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. Welcome back to the final cast. I'm your host, Josh. I'm recording solo because Brad's a slacker. Just kidding, Brad. <laughs> and I got my dude, my homie, Mr. Mike Grimsley. What's up, dude? What's up, bud? Not much, man. We just threw this one together because Brad and I suck. And we're starting to run out of stuff to talk about. <laughs> and then we were at a mix-up about uh, that our upcoming episode, which you helped me set up with kind designs and i have a call with him tomorrow to see if he's interested in doing the pot so we realized we didn't have uh you know something set up for tonight so i thought i'd reach out to some of my buddies and you were like i'll help you out hey whatever you need bud <laughs> now i'm gonna need mike to loosen up come on mike all Get right. you some- do you have all any right. beer bro do you have a beer yes. a all, right. all right chug it ah <laughs> oh, nah <laughs> I was just commenting before we started. Mike uh, is looking slim and fit. Mm, fits, fits a stretch. <laughs> Slim's slim even more. <laughs> but you lost I, sixteen pounds, man. I, I had to to get my uh, my dry suit. <laughs> Those are very not. They don't make them in maternity uh, fits. <laughs> this is going to be a soccer player. <laughs> I have to wear my Spanx underneath them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, this is going to be a good episode. (laughs) So I invited Mike on this week. Um, There's been a lot of talk and a lot of a little, I don't want to say a lot, um, a little bit of controversy regarding uh, your live action um, fish finders and that sort of thing. Mike, you ran, uh, you want to go ahead and share with everybody what you ran this, this past season. 
you were kind of like halfway through the season with it, right? Yeah, I didn't have live scope through the whole season. Um, <clears throat> I upgraded uh, over the winter from uh, uh, the I'm a Garmin guy, uh, the 93 Chirp, uh, which wasn't touchscreen, which it's kind of a pain in the butt to to navigate around. And then I upgraded with the uh, Black Friday special last year with the 93 UHD, which I've enjoyed and is great. Um, it's been great, still is great. And then I said I'd never do it, but I had an opportunity to get a uh, an amazing deal on the live scope. And uh, just I'm way better at you know, putting stuff on my kayak that I am fishing. So it's like, what else can I spend money on? I got the Torquedo. I got everything else. So uh, I figured I'd try it. And for the price I got it, I knew that I wouldn't lose money if I, if I didn't like it or I didn't use it. Yeah. Um, and I would say it's, it's probably just in the last, I'd say two months um, where I really feel like I've, I've got it figured out and, and I'm using it effectively often. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some of the equipment that you found, you know, wh what did it include? What did you need? You know, what did you do? Cause if, for those who don't know, uh, Mike's been on the episode before, so I'm sure we've talked about what kayak he has. If not, uh, new rock, a 2020 360, right? Hobie. PA yeah. 14. Yep. PA 14, uh, 360. Um, I got it in December of 2019. Uh, it's been great. I I had a I came from a 180. The 180 was fantastic. Um, I'm just kind of a gear freak. I like having the latest greatest. Um, it's been unbelievable. You couldn't pry it out of my hands right now. I wouldn't yeah. trade it for the sparkliest of bass boats. To be yeah. honest, I know Mike has a lot of conversations with people online. <laughs> <We got> a, <laughs> awesome! I've tempered myself. So what did uh live scope, what did you, um, what did you get? What, what are you running like new fish finder completely? Or was this something that was able to, you know, incorporate with your current setup? So I guess I have to back up a little bit just through the 93, uh, UHD when I put that on there, I, I hate fishing, um, behind people. I hate fishing highly pressured water. Yeah. So, you know, the idea of being able to find fish effectively offshore, uh, you know, maybe something that no one else has found, or at least not a lot of people have found, yeah. um, just kind of led me to start using, like leaning heavily on my electronics. And then, uh, you know, it got to be pretty annoying where I couldn't tell which way I was facing on my sonar. I would find something really cool, drop a waypoint on it and I'm casting, but you know, the, you know, when you're the, little icon on your boat on your your charts starts flopping around and that led me to do some research and found out what the what the uh gps pucks do for you yeah so i guess i assumed that it was going to you know keep my boat facing where i was actually facing um so what that does is it actually and every gps has a an antenna built into it yeah. But the only way that it knows which way you're going is by which way you're traveling, which we know, you know, in kayaks, it doesn't take a lot of wind to make us drift one way or another. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> and then only updates, I think it's only like once every five seconds. So if you're trying to find a brush pile, rock pile, an edge of something, um, you can overshoot it real easy. So what that GPS puck does for you, it, it operates 
um, on 10 Hertz, which means it updates 10 times every second. So that got me, that got me exactly where I needed to be. Um, you know, I wasn't overshooting something and having to go back. Um, but what I didn't realize it didn't do is Garmin makes another piece called the, uh, steady cast, which I added, which basically is a electronic, uh, compass. So now whenever I'm on a spot, I mean, I could throw, I can cast right on top of a, a three foot diameter section uh, yeah. and I know it's there and I, and I could feel it. So that was great. <clears throat> so, I, you know, I started really, really doing the offshore thing and just, you know, it killed me in tournaments because I, if I would have been fine, um, if I would have just went and did it, what everyone else was doing, Yeah. but that trying to find that, you know, throw those Hail Marys, um, it worked a couple times and, and, but most, mostly it, it kind of killed me. But, uh, so adding the, the live scope, um, was, was pretty cool. Um, you know, I was at first, it's just really hard to get set up. It, it's not something that you can just set and say, Oh, I got that set. Like everything on my 93, as far as side imaging, down imaging, all that stuff was, you know, I, I got good settings and I don't think I've changed that. And since I've gotten it, honestly, um, but, but the live scope is something that you need to have close. I, uh, my, my graph is right up, right about my right knee. I Mm -hmm. I cast right-handed real left spinning and casting. Um, but it's always right there at my fingertips. You know, I'm always playing with the, uh, you know, the, on the live scope, the range, the range and the, uh, you know, the, how far out it's looking, the depth, and then the gain, everything else you can kind of set up if you're fishing the same types of water, but every time you put it in, um, you're, you're having to adjust it a little bit and then you're, constantly making adjustments depend on the depth and everything else yeah so the thing about live scope is it's got a very narrow horizontal dispersion i think it's 18 degrees but very wide uh vertical so so you can see down far but you have to be pointing straight at it and with that live scope transducer a lot of guys have it on a swivel um so that they can turn it to try to find the fish and with the 360, that what it enabled me to do is I, mine is fixed. I put it down and it's aimed parallel with my the keel on my boat. Yeah. So whatever way my boat's pointing, I know that's what I'm seeing on the screen. Um, and then I can just use the 360. I'll cant it a little bit one way or another and just you know kind of swing until it comes back into focus, even if it's windy. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so that that really helped. Um, I probably use perspective mode more than anything. So, yeah. you know, I can lift it up. My, my, uh, live scope transducers is right by my hip. So it's on just like a little ram ball and a little claw aluminum tube. So I can flip that up and then I flip it over sideways perspective. So what it does is then it gives you that 18 degrees now vertical, but 130 degrees, uh, horizontal dispersion. Okay. So if I'm in less than, tw- I'd say probably 12, 13 feet is about as deep as you want to go on those. Um, but I can look down and I can tell you, uh, I can see, you know, logs laying down there. I can see rock piles. I can see brush piles. You're not really looking at fish. You can see fish. Um, and what you're usually seeing is just the shadow of them going through your transducer. Yeah. But again, um, 
I would say I use my electronics more to find where fish should be uh, rather than, you know, actually having to put eyes on them. Right. Um, and especially the live scope because live scope is not a search tool. You've got to find something and then you're scanning. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not, when I go from point A to B, uh, which, you know, I do a lot yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that I just reach over and I'll pull that thing right out of the water. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, you've, you're finding the spot that you want to fish with your standard, you know, setup with your down imaging side imaging, but then you're using that to kind of pick apart the spot within the spot at that point. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy. You know, I've been doing, uh, you know, I was at, down at Dale hollow, the, I think it was like early December. Yeah. I went down there, with, uh, some guys, Andrew Carpenter, um, uh, Jake App King and drew near. Yeah. And, uh, so that's a, you know, a whole different body of water. And that winter it was where they're kind of still early. It was still, the water still in the low fifties. Mm-hmm. So they weren't really grouped up, but, um, you know, the side, I try to find something, you see something on the cyanide imaging, you kind of peel back and then, uh, and then you kind of break it down a little bit and then I'll drop a waypoint right on top of it, pull back off of that and then kind of work it from there. And you. as you saw, uh, if you saw that video of me <laughs> making a fool of myself. <laughs> uh, if you guys uh, haven't seen it, you guys got to check out Michael Grimsley on Facebook. And he's got one of the best videos I've ever seen of the attempt to fish. A, it was a blade bait, right? Yeah, it was a blade bait. That's my, once the water hits right around 50 degrees, that's, that's my favorite. So, <laughs> but so it, cool. it, it was pretty embarrassing and, and, that was one of the first time I just had bought a GoPro and started running a GoPro and I couldn't let not, sh- I couldn't not share that with everybody to give them a little bit of a laugh. Cause I talk so much smack and I think people think I'm serious, but I'm really kind of a, just a clown out there most of the time just yeah. making a fool of myself. So we had, a, we've had a lot of t- fun times fishing and I, I made the comment on, on your uh, post. I was like, out of everything that I just watched, this was the least amount of cursing and anger that I'd ever seen out of Mike while he was fishing. Normally, <laughs> I can hear Mike clear across a lake cussing usually when things aren't going right. You see me at my best and worst. <laughs> so I, I think really- I think the camera being on me is actually uh, it helps tame, me <laughs> kind of be like, yeah, it's but uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, the cool thing about that video is. Um, from the angle that I have, I, I'm really just kind of figuring out how to, you know, how I want to do it. Yeah. Um, you can see the fish finder pretty well, and you can see on live scope, the bait ball and the, and the predator fish, uh, just slicing through it. I mean, they were ultra active yeah. and just going through this bait ball, um, nonstop for, it was, uh, about a good 20 minutes of just fast and furious action. I had caught, two fish right before that uh the first three fish i caught were uh there's a small mouth a spot and then a large mouth so um it was a mixed bag there it was it was a lot of fun but half the half of my footage i haven't figured out i don't have it like you where i can tell them what to do and do the loop mode and all that stuff so half of my footage that i went through was uh me peeing or eating or <laughs> going five miles an hour across the lake i was like i don't fish a whole lot when i'm out there <laughs> That's why you had to get live scope. You had to get, yeah. you had to make the best of the little bit of time you gave yourself. Yeah. So there's a, there's some good video on there that I can't really put on. Uh, 
I'll tell you one thing. So that was my first experience wearing my dry suit too. I got a Kokatat, the semi-dry suit. So it's got yeah. the neoprene neck instead of the the one like you have where I was watching yeah. you get choked out. Uh, the whole time. <laughs> so um, so uh, we were there that weekend where those uh, tragic tornadoes went through, through yeah. Western Kentucky. And uh, they were calling for a 50 mile an hour gust that next day on the lake. Um, we were all in good boats. We all had motors, so it wasn't a big deal. We were out there, but first experience of the dry suit, the relief zippers is my friend. Um, as you know, I'm kind of tiny tank, so it's about every 20 <laughs> minutes. Um, <laughs> so I, I, all you can see on the camera is uh, me standing up with my back to the camera and, uh, releasing some liquid ballast, we'll call it. <laughs> and, uh, Oh, I, I, uh, I'll just put, say I let it go and it came back inside and I wasn't done. <laughs> so <laughs> I had a wet leg for the rest of the day. <laughs> oh, I would so, not have been there, dude. That'd have been hilarious. Oh uh, yeah. It was, uh, it, it was at least I'm warm. <laughs> yeah. For, it was for a minute. Yeah. But I really like that dry suit. Uh, that's nice having that peace of mind and for you to yeah. stop giving me crap when I go out. Well, it's because you submit pictures in December wearing a fleece and jeans. And shit. Well, that, that <laughs> well, if you look at that video of me uh, missing those fish about fifty times before I finally tried to throw my rod at them, um, I was in a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually kind of awkwardly warm, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I mean, the water was fifty-three, and the air temperature was probably. Uh, I think 56, 57 that day. So it was uh, not far off that 120 mark, but I have so, so much confidence in my boat. You know, about the only way that, that I'm going to go swimming is if I fall out of the boat. So, or you <laughs> miss a fish 50 times. The only the hey, best part about that live scope, I think it was the only reason my rod didn't go down in the, in the drink. So, yeah, that was hilarious. I mean, Mike misses this fish like, I don't know, what, 15 times, 10 to 15 times, just back to back to back to back. And you're like, what? What's happening? And you can see see it building. And then you finally hook it. And everything that transpires after that just is icing on the cake. Eating better is easy with Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. Including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday, day bites and more no prep no mess meals factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping cooking or cleanup needed sign up and save we've done the math factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious head to factormeals.com slash waypoint pod 50 and use the code waypoint pod 50 to get 50 percent off that's waypoint pod 50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. 
There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Yeah, so I use the Cincy Fishers. Uh, makes a great blade bait, and they got these really sharp, sticky must-add hooks they put on them. And we use them to catch hybrid uh, stripers in the in the Ohio River. And uh, <clears throat> I never miss fish with that. And the two fish before were no problem. I think what I was doing is one as anticipating the bite because I was watching those fish. Yeah. I mean, I could watch. I was watching my blade bait lift off the bottom and drop. And then the fish were kind of suspended off the, the bottom about five feet, just going through the bait ball. Yeah. And so I would, I was raising it higher and I was letting it drop to the bottom. A lot of those bigger fish will just sit there and wait on the bottom for the little fish to kind of stun those shad yeah. or whatever bait fish they have down there. And, and the, the big fish just have an easy meal. So I was fishing below those. I think what was happening was the fish, the, the bait fish were running into my line. Because there's even when I miss fish on those, I'm usually catching them in the chin or something mm -hmm. like that, uh, or at least I'll, I'll feel like I have them for a second, like I'll snag them or something, and they just roll. Yeah. But I think they were hitting in the line, and and I, I'll tell you, Josh, that was the hardest hitting fish I've ever had. I, it I think it was I think I was pulling up, and it must have been coming down. It, it was only like a 17 and a half inch fish, um, yeah. so it wasn't a huge fish, but I it just hit it, and when I when I went to go set that hook that last time, I just had missed so many i just kind of became complacent a little bit and almost dropped the rod in the drink <laughs> and then the best part is it shoots out it hits you right your rod butt hits you in the face almost or something no uh, oh yeah yeah it's 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 a uh, <laughs> for lack of a better thing you can edit it out but it's a shit it was a shit show <laughs> so funny and then you're trying to net it <laughs> you see such a rod down it starts oh yeah, yeah rod just i mean it was it was a comedy of errors that morning so actually the reason that i was the only reason i found those fish is we had put in and we were going to make a, a pretty long run that day yeah. to go where uh we had scoped out some stuff and got some intel and uh i have never had a problem with my um torpedo at all yeah and so everyone's you know kind of rolling out two guys with 403s uh and then andrew's got xi3 and i'm kind of getting ready there and that's giving me the e30 error um which i knew basically it's a it's a contact issue mm -hmm. so i kind of messed with it and i was like oh it's a little wet so i just kind of i kind of just left it undone and kind of just pedaled to the right to the end of the marina right there and i just happened to run across those we didn't find another bait ball like that yeah. um the entire time, but uh, I just kind of got lucky to find those and work those. The funny thing is, I don't know if Andrew will see this or not, but so Andrew came back to check on me, which what a guy, right? He comes back and I'm, I'm waving my hands. I'm, I'm, I'm taking off. Oh, the, the Cincy Fisher things just when you net a fish in them, it takes like 10 minutes to get them out of the, the net just because those sticks are, or the hooks are so sticky. Yeah. So I'm getting the stick out and I see him and I'm waving my arms. I'm like, come here, come over here. And uh, so he comes over and he's got the XI3 with spot lock on his, on his PA14 360. And uh, I'm like, so I go right over the top of the bait ball and I'm like, come over here and drop a waypoint. Yeah. 
And so he, he pulls right on top of the fish, drops a waypoint and turns on spot lock. <laughs> right right so on I'm like, I'm like casting like two feet off of his, his boat to get to him. But he pulled out a 19 uh, and a 19 and a half, uh, one large mouth, one small mouth there. But nice. it was fun. I could actually see his lure and my lure both on the screen at the same time. Yeah. Jigging up and down. So what um what all did you have to get to have life scope? Uh, what what kind of components was there? So um the life scope, I bought that uh right from Garmin. Um and it so it comes with the the transducer, and then there's a black box, which is the the main component. It kind of does the brains. It's it's pretty heavy. It's like an old Rockford Fosgate amplifier, that's what basically. It reminded, yeah, that's what it reminded me of. So uh so there's that and then um just the K the network cable that comes with that, that network cable goes from the, that black box to the, uh, the black box to the, the back of the Garmin. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can hook it up like that. Um, it, it was pretty easy. I, I, I went from a 20 amp hour bio in on, I upgraded to a 30 amp hour just because I knew that thing would draw some, some pretty good current. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm getting like two days of yeah. running, um, without it's never dropped low enough to that anything shut off, but I'm not using live scope all the time. I'd say maybe 15 to 20% depending on what I'm where and what I'm fishing. Yeah. So there's some days where I've got it. So it swings up, it stays on when I'm, you know, me, everything's on my trailer kayak ready to go. Um, I just swing it up and I got a little strap that straps that down on the cable so that, um, it's not bouncing around or anything, but, yeah. but it, it was a pretty easy install. Um, I, I rigged up my own, I had a bunch of scrap aluminum tubing and I kind of rigged it up. I, I did get to perspective mount. And what that does is that allows you to s- flip from down mode. So if you're fishing somewhere like in Lake Erie, where you want to see equally front and back, you'd use that mode. Most people are using the forward mode, which kind of looks out far. Yeah. Um, and then the perspective mode, which, which flips it over on its side. The one thing that I would tell people with the Garmin mount, the Garmin, um, pa- panoptics mount, not yeah. panoptics, the perspective mount is that's it's canted over eight degrees. So that when guys are strapping it to their shaft of their trolling motors, it's missing the trolling motor body The um, so it's a little weird. Um, that way there are companies that make them that are, they're called zero degree, which don't do that. I wish I would have bought one of those. I'll eventually probably rig something up on mine, but with the way that mine's set up, it's, I can kind of just angle the angle, the, uh, shaft that I have it on so that it kind of offsets that. But that is one thing and the perspective amounts expensive. It's like a hundred bucks retail. Yeah. And it's really not much of anything other than a piece of a bracket and a, a little clamp to go over whatever shaft you're putting it on. And you could probably make that, huh? Uh, yeah, the guys do. Um, yeah. If I could figure out how to program stuff for my 3D printer, I could do it. But <laughs> here we are. <laughs> You'll figure it out. I haven't used that 3D printer in like a year and a half. So, <laughs> so let's talk about you recently joined the Strictly Sales team, didn't you? It's oh. not announced yet. Oh. Oops. I don't, I don't know. I, they may not. <laughs> not so sometimes I wonder. Oh uh, yeah, some I'm of the conversations sorry. we've had at uh, at the boat show, <laughs> I, I think he's second guessing us a little bit. 
<laughs> I'm not saying anything until I'm on there. So, oh, but that is why I started uh, kind of uh, tempering my uh, my strong opinions uh, online in, in <laughs> different groups. Colorful, colorful commentary. <laughs> well, you know um, me. I kind of, you know, I'm passionate about things I believe in. Yeah. So I'm sorry about that, dude. I thought, oh, I'm I'm awful. We'll move I'm sure it's not that. a big deal. But. You've been working the shows though. How's that been going, man? Yeah. So uh, we did the. I was with the Strictly Sale um, guys down at the the Cincinnati fishing show. It was good. Um, I wasn't there sat. I wasn't able to be there Saturday, but uh, it was there Friday and Sunday. It was good. Um, people are uh, people are amazed. Uh, you know there was everybody was there even the guy in the trident um, was right across the booth from us so people that you know they think of kayaks and they think of these uncomfortable things that they you know they got a couple of them from dicks or or whoever and uh they don't realize how far they've come you yeah know, strictly sales as they sell new canoe and old town now too so really there's something for everybody uh between all of the you know the raccoon creek outfitters was down there uh, loveland canoe and kayak was there so it, it, i think it's really good for everyone to see all the different options they have and and how easy it is to you know to be able to get in a kayak that you can sit in for 8 12 14 hours a day and uh uh, just whatever however you want it if you you know you want to get like a new canoe that just you can do whatever you want to it you can put a gas motor on it you could put an xi3 you can put a torpedo or whatever else out out there and set it up how you want to to something like the the autopilot yeah that's uh built-in spot lock which i mean I, I love my torpedo i i um especially since putting the full control steering um mm -hmm. on there just hands-free um, but there's days I watch guys out there and just the 25 mile an hour winds and they're standing up and without a care in the world. Yeah. It makes me uh, jealous too. Cause I mean, I haven't gotten in the motorized world yet. My closest thing was the pedal drive last year, but that, I mean, I remember having a specific day where I was catching the shit out of them and you were frustrated in the winds. <laughs> Which day is that dude? It was like, we got to narrow it down. <laughs> No, that was when we were up north. Remember? Oh, I remember. I remember. I was catching those five pounders, like uh, off the. At ledge. least you're not rubbing it in, though. That's cool. <laughs> and you're over there, like just cussing up the storm. Like I don't get it. I'm doing the same thing with the same. Bait. I kept losing fish. Uh, there's just times where it's a dark sleeper, man. That's the that's my. I love that lure. I wish they made a fine wire version of it, though. Yeah. Maybe you can make one. We'll put that on uh yeah Chris Anderson's little bait. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's making some cool stuff, man. He's buying he's buying uh molds every other day, it seems like. So um it is quite the experience. It's it's a lot of fun. And did you kind of realize like how much you actually know about this stuff and didn't really realize it about talking about kayak fishing and that sort of thing? Yeah, I mean I've I've really given up most of my other hobbies um, <clears throat> just because I'm, I'm fishing so much and I love it so much. Uh, I love talking about it. I'm in um, all of the, the groups, even, you know, the ones out <laughs> the places where I would never fish um, just because yeah. it's so far. I just love, I love other people's opinions. I love hearing about different stuff. Um, and I like helping people when I can. And 
I, I like coming up with solutions for, for people that have issues. Um, yeah. you know, it's like, Hey, I, you know, try this or try that. You know, but, you know, I wasn't really happy with the options of any trailers out there. So I, I designed and built my own. Yeah. Um, I wasn't happy with the, the mounts to be able to do uh, a torpedo and a micro power pole. Um, at the same time. So I built my own, you know, it's yeah. just, it's just one of those things I like doing uh, and I'm cheap. I don't want to pay other people <laughs> what I can do myself. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. You're mechanically inclined like that to be able to do it. Cause people like me, I'm like, mm, I'll just buy it, you know, or I'm, I'm notorious for like waiting to the last minute, you know, and I'm like, Oh, we're supposed to go here in two weeks. You know what I mean? And then it's like, better put that, you know, right. On a quick shipment. On the way yeah, but you're a people person and I'm not. So <laughs> we all, we're all good at something. Um, so what's your plans this year for the tournament scene? Um, you know, I, I, I really struggle with, with tournaments. I, I I'm always going to do the CKF stuff and, and BKFT ones, uh, where they're, where it makes sense for me to go. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like when we went up to St. Clair and we talked about that, you know, when you're stressed because you're only catching 19 and a half inch, five pound smallmouth, not 20 inch because Tahir Ali's, you know, he's got 105 inches by 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, I don't, it's, it kind of takes the fun away from me. I like being around other people that are doing it. Um, yeah. I'm not that competitive in fishing or I, I don't want it to ruin that because this is what I do to relax. Yeah. Um, hockey is what I kind of do to get the, the aggression out and stuff. Well, I did, I'm yeah. been forced into retirement again, uh, <laughs> but, but so that, you know, I like going and, uh, you know, I like when we go try to, we, you know, go for a day or whatever and go and all just fish together as a group and, yeah. and see new water and hang out. Um, you know, we're all cheering each other on. I, I like that. And that's why I think I like, you know, the, my, my only really experienced local stuff is the CKF and it's just, it's just got that thing. I love, uh, when new guys come out, you know, I like, you know, telling them what not to do. Cause I don't know what to tell them to do, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I just like that aspect of it. The camaraderie, um, you know, a lot of that started, I didn't know when I first got into kayak fishing, I didn't know that there were kayaks like what we have now, you know, I didn't yeah. know about the Jacksons and the new canoes and the Hobies. Um, you know, I, I got online and started read reviews on Bass Pro Shop, which I'm sure a lot of people do and, and, and bought my first fishing kayak based off of reviews. And then it just wasn't the right kayak for me. Um, hashtag, it, never hashtag friends don't let friends buy a sense. <laughs> hashtag never send. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, <clears throat> uh, but yeah, so I, I had, it just was, it wasn't my fit. And then, you know, the progression was, Hey, I, I saw, uh, Drew Gregory on YouTube. I found, and I'm like, wait a minute. And at the time I, I thought my best, best chance of catching fish in, in Southwest Ohio was, was the rivers, the little Miami, mainly the great yeah. Miami. Um, I wasn't as familiar with at the time. Um, so I thought that was the way I was going to go. And I'm watching, I'm watching Drew Gregory jump around and do three sixties and land and throw this thing around. So me being about five ten, two thirty five at the time, I, I bought one from Loveland canoe and kayak yeah. and I'm like, Oh, this is my jam. And then I got in and I'm like, 
well, this is not, he made that look really easy. Well, <laughs> it wasn't until later I found out Drew Gregory's like 125 pounds. And <laughs> I was like, oh, well, that's so, uh, but I love that kayak. But then, you know, the rivers, you know, I, I wasn't as familiar with the rivers as far as the, all the access points and stuff. That's why I love going with you. Cause you, you know, you're like, oh, we're going to go from here to here. I just didn't have that knowledge of those. So I found Cowan Lake and then that was my new jam because it was a 10 horsepower restricted lake. Uh, it yeah. was easy to get to. I liked it. It was a beautiful lake, um, scenic. Um, and I, and I caught fish there, but you know, in that, in that Jackson kayak and, and that Kusa, that thing is not made to be paddling, uh, across a lake. Yeah. It didn't glide. It tracked like crap. Um, just not made for that. And, and it was like, man, my, I'd go out fishing with our friends and they would have like this cheap sit in and they're freaking just flying across the water, like uh, a little water bug. Yeah. And then that's when I'm like, all right, I'm kind of into this. I'm doing it. I had no idea that the returnments were a thing um, yeah. at all national or local or anything. And I didn't know any, none, none of my friends before I met you guys, Yeah. none of them fish, not like I fish. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, Oh yeah. You know, they're, they're coming out with this combo with, you know, the brass, (laughs) the big brass swivel and bobber. (laughs) And, and I'm like, ah, that's just not, that was not my thing. And then that's when I got my first pedal drive. I was super excited that I bought, uh, that Jackson, uh, Kusa FD and that really opened it up or, all right, I want to explore this lake and be able to go around. Yeah. And then, you got in the Hobie. And yeah. Then... Well, that, you know, that's a Jackson Kusa FD. It's still around for a reason. It's a great boat. Yeah, um, it's a great boat. It works for a lot of people, but I didn't, I've made the huge mistake. What I tell people all the time now at the show, don't buy anything over 800 bucks unless you can get in it and try it and see if yeah. you like it. Um, at, you know, all the local shops, you can demo it. Um, mm-hmm. Don't, don't spend that money. I spent $3,000 on a kayak. I never demoed. Yeah. And it was kind of the concept and it was, well, and it was a brand new thing. It was their first pedal drive. It was all this. I didn't have really any problems with the drive. Yeah. Um, it was more that, that, that boat, I did, I never felt stable and, and standing up and it was tough for me. Yeah. Um, it, it's, I would say, you know, a lot of people tried to compare that to the Hobie. It's, it's a different thing. I would say the Hobie, outback is better thing because you're kind of a fighter jet i, I consider yeah. like the the hobie outback like corvette and the pa14 and the big rig are like suburbans yeah well um, you know what i found was weird is that i found like the big rig fd felt better and moved better than the kus fd i don't i don't like there was something about the design for the kus fd yeah. for me that i found because i got into a big rig first And then took an FD out once uh, for a weekend. And I was like, man, I'm convinced that the big rig FD turned better and was faster, even though it's it's a much bigger boat and weighed more, you know, but I don't, I don't know. It was just, it was weird for me. What people don't realize is that these aren't plane and halt. Well, people, everyone knows it's not a plane haul, but there's a haul speed. So there's a, there's actually a, a formula that you could say like, Hey, this is, this is the fastest this boat will go before it starts to become really inefficient. Yeah. Um, and so the longer the boat is, uh, you know, how much, how much of that boat is out of the water and the width are all really relative. That's why 
that's honestly, that's why that Kusa is such a good boat in the river. You could spin around in circles on that thing, Yeah, but it's short and fat. It, yeah. You know, it's only a 10 foot boat, but it's, and it's wide and it just doesn't glide. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, Mike has, it's crazy to see the progression that you, that as you're talking about it and thinking about it. Cause you went from, you know, just having a, a little bit of stuff and now you're a total gear nerd. Like, like you had to get a Hobie. Like there's no choice about it. Cause well, you've heard me, my, one of my biggest gripes, I love the big rig FD. Like I love the boat. I love the way it feels. I like the pedal stuff. I wasn't, it wasn't that big of a deal for me in regards to like how, what the 360 drive can do. Now, mind you, I've never been in it, so I can't say, Oh, I wouldn't love it, but I really did really. And I really still love that big rig FD, but I bitched and bitched and bitched about how, how with the storage, like putting my stuff in that boat. And I don't even have remotely yeah. the same amount, you know, close to the same amount of stuff that you take. And I, and I was still frustrated and I mean, it's it's hard not to beat the setup on the Hobies. Like everything that you did compared, like when we went to um, where were we, wherever we went, you were just always so much more efficient with the internal rod storage. Everything for you was like boom, launching a bass boat, we were gone. I'd have to drag my stuff out of the truck, you know, hook up some stuff. I mean, I got better at it by learning from you, obviously. Like of you know what I should have on there and not have on there the night before. But I mean, I still, every night still had to take the rods out, you know, and that sort of thing. And then it was even crazier when me and you and Brandon went to, uh, Survivor 46 is here. And so is on fire. The only official survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline freaking uh st Clair, and we're throwing a big rig up on top, on top. <laughs> i'll never do that again i was just talking with someone that the other day uh i was trying to work it out where i was going to go down to toledo bend that's bucket list and yeah. uh some guys are like hey we had this i was like hey look my trailer my trailer i built it the whole four pa 14s i'm not putting it up there like it's not <laughs> happening i don't even like not water launching my boat like wet yeah. launching it it's you know and that's the thing i think that the biggest difference for me is everything I have from my truck to my tackle boxes. It, it's a system and I treat it like that. What I do for a living is integrate systems. I take all these different things, lighting, audio, video, uh, HVAC, all these things. And I make them all work together for people to make it as simple as possible for them. Yeah, And, and that's how, that's just how I think. And, and it's always how I've always thought. So, you know, 
the reason why I'm so efficient at the ramp and, and the reason I fish so much is because it's so easy for me. You know, yeah. back in the day when I used to have to throw that Coos FD in the back of my truck and put the, you know, the J crate in there and the rods and then get there. And I said, there was days where if I'm just not going to go, I don't feel like doing that or I'm yeah. not, I don't have enough time. I'm only going to be able to fish a couple hours. Um, I just didn't go as much. And, yeah. and one of the other things too was weather. If it was windy out, I didn't want to go fishing. Yeah. I just didn't want to go. It was just a, it was frustrating. It was a pain. Um, I hadn't figured out how to deal with that yet. And now the, uh, you know, everything that I have from, like I said, my trailer, how that trailer set up, how the trailer's relative to my, all my gear with the, you know, the torpedo and all the, all the bells and whistles I have all work together perfectly, even down to my tackle storage. So, yeah. And it's and just, it's, it's important. Cause I mean, the, the, com the community's gotten so, so it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger, right? And that's right. what's cool about it is there's guys like you and me and all the people that, you know, I, I love like how we've, we've get these Facebook groups going, like the Cincinnati one, you know, and you get somebody new and they're like, you know, really green with it. And um, don't hesitate to ask questions. And because yep. you're going to learn a lot. And sometimes it's going to be overwhelming because people are going to throw a lot of information at you. But come prepared. One of the biggest things I always found frustrating was that somebody wants to try to get into it and then you realize they have a really small budget and this, this stuff's getting bigger and bigger and bigger, you know? And that's not so frustrating by because, I mean, if you can only do so much, that's fine, you know, but still ask the questions and sure. be specific of what you're looking for and what you're fishing because you'll get the answers that you need. And some of them you're not going to like because some people are going to be truthful about it, like, like Mike's just pointing out, and I I was in the same exact boat as Mike. Um, my first boat was a Coos HD, and I remember going out on the lake for the first time and paddling around Cowan and getting sick because of the amount of exertion I was putting on my body in 100-degree weather on, you know, 4th of July weekend. And um, it's 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 real. You know, it's not as easy. A lot of people think, oh, kayaking, because – they see some family members, they go on the lake, you know, and, but they're also not carrying a bunch of gear, you know, uh, anchors or tackle. You'd be surprised how quick that stuff can add up, you know? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is you don't have to have all, you don't have to have all the stuff that we yeah. have. I mean, look at the success Melissa had, um, Melissa Keg had fishing out of a sit-in kayak with a call, you know, a couple rods with her, no electronics, zero electronics. And she would go out there and she wasn't winning tournaments, but she'd learned and she was alongside and she asked the right questions. She fished with the right people where now that she's gotten a, you know, pedal kayak and, and electronics. I mean, she's, she's up there in every tournament and any lo every local tournament. And, you know, at, at some point she's going to start doing some of the national stuff and she's going to kill it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have chris oh, man, we gotta buddies. we gotta get the whole group on here one time and just yeah. uh i don't know if anybody would listen but it'd be a blast <laughs> we might have to release that incognito yeah, yeah it might be, what, what do you guys have the late night ones oh yeah that would be a, that'd be a funny one uh yeah maybe i'll record one with you guys and i'm like here's a after hours episode You'd be able to so, use about 15 minutes out of two hours. Yeah. There's, there is a point where even on the after hours, we got to be careful. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, you make a great point. Like this is all about getting around the right people, asking the right questions, you know? Um, and when I say like be specific, we mean be specific, like get as detailed as you can of what you're looking for and where you're fishing, you know, kind of what your future plans are, because then we can point somebody in the right direction. And because like, Mike's in a Hobie 360. That's not going to be a boat that is going, even if you have all the money in the world, that still might not be what you're looking for, you know? So get on those Facebook groups, you know, and, and the biggest thing is demo demo. I mean, demo as much as you can. Cause I almost didn't even kayak fish because my first experience in a kayak and fishing was awful. And, um, and eventually I ended up buying the Coos HD and then I really fell in love with fishing in the rivers and, you know, that's been my thing. And, but with that being said, fishing in that boat and in the lake was awful. And so I rarely would fish lakes, you know, and if I did, they were really ultra small, like, you know, places like, um, you know, just a few acres big or, you know, that's underestimating it, but you know, really, really small acreage. And it's, um, and then when I got into a pedal drive that made it a lot easier. And then I'm like, ah, and then I'm fishing with Mike and a bunch of dudes that got motors and everybody's leaving me in the dust. And I'm like back to square one again, you know, but, um, that still made it a lot easier though. So yeah. that's what you guys got to look you know, for don't go, don't jump into it without doing your research even if you're gonna buy a cheaper kayak you may find that if you just wait you know another season or so that you know that you may find something that is going to be better just get out and demo what you can i mean go to these smaller shops because there's a lot a lot of really really good kayak manufacturers that are jumping on the scene right now or in in the past couple years that are making really affordable kayaks and they're really really nice you know they got a lot of stuff that your standard bass pros don't have and even the bass pros and you know uh the cabelas of the world and everything are starting to get some of these boats in their shop you know in their stores too well they're trying to hit a price point for people but if you look at you know there's i mean i'm always looking for kayaks you know to pick up I just, yep. I just love them. And, you know, it's like a Jay Leno with all of his cars, except I have a different budget. But, uh, but if you look at, uh, companies like Hobie, Jackson, new canoe, uh, old town, even vibe, um, yep. I'm probably missing one. Sorry. Um, th- look how well they hold their value, yep. you know, and especially, so if you buy something secondhand, you're probably going to be able to sell it for pretty close to what you paid for it. You know, that yep. the first guy that gets it brand new, you know, it's not as bad as a car, but, but if you look at it there, you could find a good deal. If it, if it was me, I have, I have no qualms at all about buying a used kayak. I mean, no. it's not electronic for the most part. So, you know, you can kind of look at it and say, Hey, this is, you know, this thing's solid. Or this thing was just, you can just tell when they're not taken care of, they got leaves and, and stuff on them. They, they're all sun faded. But, but the thing is, is, you know, I have all the, the, the only reason I can have the Hobie and the Torquedo and the live scope is because I'm at a point in my life now where my kids are grown and, and, and I'm single shocking. Yeah. I know, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, that this is my, this is my hobby. This is my passion. And, uh, 
that's why it's so important for me to, to be able to just go. I mean, there's a lot of days where, you know, I'll finish my day up at three o'clock. I, I can stop by the house or the shop, wherever my, my trailer is, I'm hooked up and ready to go in less than five minutes. And then when I get to that ramp, I'm less than 10 minutes from the time that I, that I, I put the truck in park and start rigging on my kayak before I launch it. Yeah. Um, but so, you know, a lot of these people are, at the, these shows these kids are looking at them like oh man i can't afford this now but you're going to be able to and i think it's important for us all to to the next generation and the generation after that to to, to be good stewards of the sport and show them take a kid fish take you know take them out in your extra boat with them yeah. um i think one of the most probably one of the happiest times i had all summer is when we took your boys out to yeah to, to the lake and they were fishing and that that was a blast and and th- those get you know, the young kids now that are, you know, 14, 15 years old that, you know, maybe they ask for their birthday or Christmas for a, you know, uh, a sit in or just anything and it gets them on the water. It's going to create the sport. It's going to be better for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a couple guys in CKF, uh, one Jake Martin, um, that guy was in a, a paddle kayak with a, a little fish finder and he was killing it this year. Um, there's a guy, I think his name's Brock. That's in the BKFT. Yeah. Um, he's killing it up there. Those, those young guys, they, they're, they're on YouTube all the time. They're learning all the time, even when they're not on the water. Yeah. Um, those guys are going to be studs and some of them already are studs. So. Yeah. And it's fun. It's one of my favorite things when we are working the shows is, you know, meeting new people and like the, the, the best thing that I found was not being competitive with the other shops you know what i mean there's no need for it everyone you know well you're gonna grow that you know what i mean and the way and you know how it works man like you get into it and you really start getting into it you start hopping around the different boats you know everybody's gonna get a little bit of peace just chill out you know and but we (laughs) because like the raccoon creek guys are awesome dustin hoy over there Mm -hmm. he's got a sweet shop brian's got an awesome shop i love going down to strictly sail and seeing all the boats I can't afford and, you know, and then, you know, we've worked with Loveland and it's, um, it was, it was a lot of fun, you know, cause we'd be like, we'd be talking to them, you know, at the show and be like, all right, well, come over here, go check out the strictly sale guys. They know their thing over here. You know, this, this, this boat might be a better fit for you for what you're doing. Cause if you're, you know, like, like, especially some of the serious tournament anglers, you know, cause I mean, Jack, you know, we had Jackson and Bonafide and, you know, we put a lot of people in those bonfires that year. Yeah, and the Crescents. Well, Crescents came up the next following year. And that was where we kind of not, I don't want to say unveiled, but that was where we were starting to see them, you know, in the hands of the dealers. And that next following season, man, they just, we couldn't, they couldn't keep them stocked up. And, but the Bonafide, right when those shows happened, was when Bonafide had all the special ed edition ones, right? Like the 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 Black Widow one and the SS <coughs> one and um, that Hawaiian looking one. They, and, and you know, a lot of people are like, "Oh, that's goofy." I'm like, "There's somebody out there who's gonna love it." And dude, there's yep. a guy who came and bought that teal Hawaiian themed boat, and he was the last person in the world that I thought would have bought that kayak. Like college dude about six foot five, 220 pounds of muscle <laughs> takes that boat and throws it on top of his Jeep Cherokee and drove home with it. Dude, nice. The show. And, um, so 
you know, what might be my thing is not Mike's thing is not, you know, Joe Blow's thing. So, yeah, well, the thing that everyone needs to keep in mind, and I see it a lot, I'm in all of the, you know, the newbies, the, to the, you know, like the KBNs, the, all the Hobies, Jackson, all those different groups. People say, what's the best kayak? And everyone's going to tell you whatever they have, you know, so I try to, I try to one, not do that. Um, I love my kayak. I, I I've loved my Jackson's kayaks. Um, I just basically just keep harping on what you said earlier, which is demo, 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 um, and, and find something you like. Cause there's nothing worse. I had that feeling that when I had that ascend, like I did that and I bought it and I sat in it and I tried to stand up and, <laughs> and my, <laughs> My son, my sons are flying by me and this thing is just like a barge. Yeah. Um, I, I had that little sinking feeling in my heart. Like that 800 some dollars I spent was not the best way I should have spent it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's why we learn from it, right? Yeah. It gets expensive though. I, whoever coined the phrase buy your, was it buy your second kayak first? Yeah. It was a genius. Like that <laughs> should be, that should be on t-shirts. Yeah. The one thing I always always come back to is um, Chad Hoover talked about this. It was in one of his videos, I think, and he made a really good point. He's like, you know, a lot of people are they jump on that ten foot thing because of the price point. He's like, but if you wait out and you kind of research, and you could probably pick up a used kayak, you know, that's yeah. bigger and longer. He's like, it's better to go longer and skinnier than it is short and fat. Hey, hey, hey. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. So because of the, the speed of it and the ease of right. paddling, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's like I told you, I mean, I have a, the, um, the killer HD, right. Yeah. And that boat is really wide, but it's very long and it is actually a much faster kayak to paddle than my Coos HD was. Yeah. Now it doesn't turn as easy, obviously, but it, it does good enough that I'm comfortable with it. You yeah. know, I've gotten enough time in the river to be able to read the water to make, <clears throat> That thing drops hardly any water either. I mean, that thing's like a, it's like skitters across the water. But, um, but one of the things that he pointed out is if you're going to, this is going to be your first time, you know, first boat purchase, it's actually better to, um, put a good chunk of money into the paddle. And dude, that is, I cannot agree with it more. And it does make an incredible difference. Expensive sometimes, but, it makes the world's biggest difference for fatigue when you. It really start. does. It it really does. Yeah, I think the biggest limiting factor for a lot of people that I talk to is uh, the vehicle that they have to 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 put it on in or pull yeah. it with and space in the garage, you know, yeah. to store it. Um, so a lot of people, you know, that that's that's they're both really significant factors in that. Um, yeah. I, I I don't know that I would use my Hobie very often if I had to put that thing in my truck. Um, yeah. 
uh, or even if I, you know, have to wheel it very far. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know that I can fit anything, thing, anything more in it than yeah. what I have. Well, yours kind of looks like Bass Pro threw up in it half the time. So Bass Pro. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, t- it's a walking tackled trash can. <laughs> it really is. Walking, that, but... I, I love someone said, uh, you don't have to worry about the guy with 10 rods in his kayak on the tournament day. You got to worry about their guy with two. Cause he knows what he's doing. Like yeah. I just throw It's It's like the old call of duty, the, the spray and pray <laughs> you just go out there with two Uzis, double wielding and just spray and hope I hit something. <laughs> Well, dude, I think we'll wrap this up, man. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Uh, no, if uh, anybody's in the Cincinnati area uh, this week, we're down at the boat show. Uh, we have a demo pool. We've got uh, pretty much, I think, every Hobie and um, Old Town kayak down there. We have some feel freeze and then uh, some stand up paddle boards, too. Uh, not paddle boards, they're like the Hobie pedal ones where you stand up and down. Um, some inflatables, new canoes that, that if you're, if you're serious about buying, um, we can throw it in the pool and you can demo it right there in the show. It's only three foot deep. Heck yeah. So, and then we'll be at the Columbus fishing show. Uh, whenever the Columbus fishing show is yeah. <laughs> it's next month, but yeah. Heck yeah, man. Well, right. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me, man. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. It's always good to hang out with you. We're going to do this more often. I think. Yeah. We're gonna have to do some uh, some other episodes that probably won't air, but we'll try. That's <laughs> yeah, to too bad we we could uh, mic ourselves up on the water, oh, and then gosh. and then you know obviously wouldn't be able to do live or anything, but edit it together. I think it would be fantastic. Well, I remember when we were at St. Clair, and I caught that uh, big one, and I had to edit it. But oh, well, you're in that bracket I- thing. <laughs> <laughs> had to play music behind it the whole time because of the language. <laughs> yeah, and so you were making fun of me the whole time. Oh, oh god, it was that was. I I mean, I have, I would say, five of my best friends I, I've met just through kayak fishing. Yeah. Um, and it's it's fun. It's just you know we all, you know, have different styles, different ways we like to do things, and when we get together, it's a blast and it's probably the best ab workout I get from laughing at all the stupid stuff we do and say, but uh, I'm looking forward to doing it again. All right, buddy. Well, you take care, everybody. Thanks. Thanks again for listening to the final cast and we'll catch you next week. See you. Good night.